This is Courage Cast. Faith, inspiration, and motivation for today. Well, hey everyone, I'm Eric Nordoff, and welcome to another episode of Courage Cast. I'm so glad to be with you. I hope yesterday's message was an inspiration. I found today's inspiration from at right around the same time is actually sent to me by uh, Mary Mason. Mary is in Blairsville, Georgia. You may remember Chrissy and I visited Phil and Mary. Uh, for a marriage retreat in May, and it had an amazing impact on us. And she keeps inspiring us and sending us inspiration, encouragement to help us in when we need it most. And here is one of those articles that Mary sent us. It is a blog post by Shannon Suzanne Scott, and you can find her at shannonsuzannescott.com. And it's an article that she wrote called, When You've Let It Go, But It Hasn't Left. And for me and for Chrissy, this has been a great encouragement because there are times we can all relate to this when we feel like we've let something go or we're told to just let it go, release it, but it keeps coming back or it just stays and it doesn't go. That can be something that's just berating us and berating us. So she talks about this in this article from June 18th of 2016. So I'm going to read it to you. I've had a little trouble letting go recently. Like, I think I've let it go, and there it is again. I think I'm over it, and then I get that feeling in my stomach. I think I've moved past it, and lo and behold, it has raised its ugly head in my life and I feel like a spiritual failure. I get that inkling that I'm circling a very familiar drain, and then the defeated feelings set in. The cycle is maddening. Shouldn't I be able to just let it go? Back in the olden days of 2013, a little movie musical called Frozen took our house and the lives of our daughters. Okay, fine. And their mother too. By storm. It's anthemic theme song, Let It Go. I'm explaining for the person who might be unfamiliar with this, though I can't fathom how that's possible, was a roaring triumph of musicality combined with searing vocals by what's-her-name and strong lyrics of freedom and empowerment. The girls and I sang that song for months upon months, never quite matching Adina's style and theatrics, but feeling super close to an honorary Tony Award. I was navigating some dark days around the movie's release, and a cartoon theme song was soothing to my soul. Glory, hallelujah, and amen. It made me think there might be light at the end of an otherwise bleak tunnel. But here's the thing. Let it go is a great mantra for things like Jack insisting upon wearing biking gloves at all times. I need to let that go. It's a great slogan for me needing to chill when the coffee table is in disarray after a full day of family togetherness in the living room. Let it go, Shannon. It's even good for me determining that entering the rooms of my children with a shovel, garbage bags, and a diatribe of fear and trembling is not the response that's going to leave them feeling secure and loved in their home. 
let their disgusting rooms go. At least for today. That's the best I can hope for because y'all just, I can't. Their rooms may eventually kill me. Let it go is great for anything small and inconsequential. For big things, it works right up until you turn around and realize that it hasn't left. Or that it went away for a while, but then came roaring back. Or that it didn't actually leave, it just hid in the shadows and waited for an opportune time. Turn away and slam the door is a brilliant lyric unless the thing you've slammed the door on has a key and lets itself right back in. We have given other people and ultimately the enemy keys to our hearts. That person that affects you so much, that occupies your thoughts, the feelings you get in your guts every time their name is mentioned or their face appears, that's them having keys. Whether the key was given over through wounding, unforgiveness, broken relationship, or the like, they can come and go as they please. And we just sit back and assume gross emotional feelings are just part of our lot in life. But at least we've let it go. Yeah, right. For all its dramatic and empowering gravitas, the concept of let it go can be a dangerous one for us as believers when it comes to the stuff of our inner life. Letting it go implies a passive release of something that was trying to get away anyway. Think helium-filled balloon in a windy Target parking lot. In this scenario, my grip is the only thing keeping it with me. So yes, in the case of something that's desperately trying to leave, the answer may in fact be to let it go. But most of what I've encountered isn't stuff that's trying to leave my life, but stuff that it's attempting desperately to stay. I'm saying, let it go, Shannon. Get your life together. How hard is this? But that thing is hanging on for dear life. Most of us deal daily with things we wish we could let go, but that seem intent on staying. Things like, number one, those things that are in us as part of our sin nature and are what Scripture calls besetting sins, which means they trouble or threaten persistently. This is a playground for let it go, take it back, let it go again, take it back again. Newsflash, the enemy knows our besetting sins, our natural inclinations, and he plays to that. Number two, those things that have happened to us like wounds, broken relationships, abuses, unfaithfulness, disappointment, rejection. The enemy loves to remind us of how we've been hurt and wronged, even once we've let it go. It's an endless emotional trip around the drain to attempting the letting go of sins, wounds, and pain that seem determined to cling on for dear life. I am letting go of my anger. Cue child pressing one too many buttons. Wait, but I let my anger go, didn't I? Why do I feel an eruption coming? I have forgiven him. Cue social media post by him or chance Starbucks meeting and ensuing emotional meltdown. Have I not forgiven him? but I already let it go. Where is this coming from? I moved on and I've let it go. I'm no longer affected by them. Internal monologue. So why is there a them-sized void inside of me when I see, hear, or think about them? As much as the enemy loves to play the tapes of our wounds and failures like a soundtrack over our lives, there's a great deal of it that comes simply from the fact that we were born in sin and will struggle with its effects until we see Jesus. 
Often, we make the enemy's job easy by pushing play on our own soundtrack of emotional turmoil. We've adopted patterns of thinking borrowed from pop psychology country songs and Instagram quotes. As believers who've been set free, our inner lives can often feel anything but free. If we are passive with our thoughts and emotions, they will spiral into sin, defeat, wounding, blame, shame, anxiety, depression, and all manner of ick. And they'll do it every time, even after we think we've let it go. With those clinging things of our inner life, we just can't let them go. We have to send them away. One by one, we must release each finger of their grip on our hearts and emotions, and we must do it again when they threaten to claw their way back in, over and over. Almost everything connected to victory in our lives is designed to be active. Scripture is full of these directives. Set aside, get rid of, put off, flee, put on, run the race, seek first, take every thought captive, guard the heart, make a covenant with the eyes, tame the tongue, pray for the persecutor, respect the husband, love the wife, speak the truth in love, persevere. None of these are passive, let-it-go commands. They are all active, send it away, shore it up, work it out, lock it up, break it down, commands. Our only defense against emotional turmoil, cluttered thoughts, runaway feelings, repeat behavior, and same old, same old, is a good offense. We got to stop buying this let-it-go stuff as a gospel prescription for our issues. It's not working. Not on the big stuff. It got packaged pretty and set to music, and we lapped it up because it felt right. But it only works on the little stuff. For you and me, because we're followers of Jesus, we need a new anthem of empowerment. We need a new plan. We need to do the active, gritty, sweaty work of breaking free from emotional angst, turmoil, sin, and defeat by using the living, active truths of God's Word, not just saying that we're letting it go and hoping It'll work only to find out that it hasn't. A renewed mind is the only hope for a cluttered, hurt, confused heart. Romans 12.2 It is exhausting to take every single thought captive in obedience to Christ. 2 Corinthians 10.5 But the more thoughts are taken captive, the more adept we become at hunting and capturing, and the less our thoughts run wild to begin with. It is painful to harness our heart's feelings, Proverbs 4.23. But the more we instruct our hearts with the truths planted in our minds, the less potent the pain as the proper order is restored. Mind-informing heart, truth-informing feelings. It is unimaginable to think we could ever rally from the gut punches of betrayal, malicious gossip, unfaithfulness, or abuse, Psalm 34.18. Nursing the wounds feels natural, but the more we trust our cause to Jesus and pray for the supernaturals of compassion and forgiveness, the more aware we become of our own ability to wound others and we realize our indebtedness to the grace of God all over again. It seems impossible to believe the them-shaped void will ever go away, Lamentations 3, and maybe it won't. Maybe it will stay as a reminder of what God has brought us through. 
Feeling the void doesn't necessarily mean the healing isn't happening. When a person has been in our lives and then exits, rather through wounding, agreement, or necessity, that them-shaped void can become a place of remembrance of the faithfulness of God. He brought us through it. We made it. If there were no them, we wouldn't be us. The void can be evidence of the victory. Since we can't really let it all go, let's start sending it all away instead. Colossians 3, 1 through 25. Day by day, and even moment by moment, let's dive into truth and actively obey God's word as it judges the thoughts and intentions of our hearts. Let's send all that junk away and discover we're becoming free. I'm tired of letting it go, only to feel its breath on my neck and see its face in my rear view. The time has come for some militant sending away every single moment, if necessary. And who knows, we may just turn around one day to find that the thing we couldn't let go is finally gone. Let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. Hebrews 12, 1 and 2. Well, that was one I could not have said better myself. So thank you, Shannon, Suzanne, Scott, for your words of encouragement here and truth spoken over this issue of letting it go. But when it hasn't left, what should we do? We need to have an active faith. Everything connected to victory in our lives is designed to be active. I love it. I love it. Great stuff. Hope this has been encouragement to you, friends. I'll be back with you again on another episode of CourageCast. Cast.